powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. How about that? This uh, this sends is uh, is in honor of of Magnus Halberg, who just had a wonderful first game with the Sens. Everyone at home, say it with me. Dallas Stars, you just got Sens, baby. All right, so as you guys can see, I'm, I'm doing this one solo. My buddy Shane was supposed to join me as a guest. Unfortunately, he, uh, he bailed a few hours before the game, so uh, I'm going to try and do this one solo. Uh, see if I can match match mods uh, ability to do these alone um, so yeah um, Shane if you're watching this uh, that's a real bum move bailing on me super late but that's all right if he had Twitter I'd tell you guys to go and and, and attack his Twitter um, he doesn't have one though so I'll just give you his phone number so it's no, I actually don't know if I have his phone number. He he moved to the East Coast, and I think I still have his Ottawa number. Anyway, uh, welcome to yet another win version of Game Over Ottawa. That's what, four in a row? We're feeling pretty good. We're feeling pretty good. Uh, and before we get into the game, just a quick word from our sponsor. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book. Football continues, the World Series is around the corner, and they have dropped the puck on the hockey season. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians, by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Now, as I've mentioned a couple times now already, and as you can tell, I'm on my own on this one. So if I do a whole bunch of rambling, apologies, but I'll probably just be doing a whole bunch of rambling, we'll say like 20 minutes, and then I'm probably going to be uh, hoping that the chat on this live stream is going to be uh, helping me out a little bit, giving me some things to talk about. But I think the biggest thing for this game to talk about first and foremost is the fact that we just watched the Sens number three goalie play against a team that had yet to lose in regulation. So we all knew that the Sens were going to win in regulation, right? Like we knew, we knew for a fact it had to happen. That's just the way it works. That's just the way it works. Hellberg looked phenomenal. And I'm not just talking about his pads. The guy had a great game, really did well. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with Helberg's game. Looked really, really solid. Secondly, we need to talk about Derek Broussard. Derek Broussard going from healthy scratch for the first five games to slotting straight into the top six, right in Josh Norris's spot. And I know there was a lot of talk before this game about how stick him on the third line, move Pinto up to the second line. And honestly, I agreed with that. Um Completely agreed with that. I'll be honest. Before the game started, I was like, why aren't we putting Shane Pinto on the second line? DJ, come on, buddy. Pinto looks amazing. Well, they both scored, um, and they both looked really, really solid. So that's on me. Um, there's a reason I'm not coaching the Ottawa Senators. Um, also, another thing, un- uh, 
underrated weird thing in all this is that uh, Derek Broussard is wearing Mark Stone's number, so that makes me sad. Uh, but at least Derek's back in Ottawa. So we got to talk about the fact that um, for some reason Derek Broussard not playing the first five games and then <laughs> playing with Alex Dabrinkit and Claude Giroux uh, works really, really well. That's nice to ha- that's nice to know that it's also I think I can speak for a lot of Sens fans, probably all of them, uh, that you know it's weird knowing that the team's thirteenth forward can can be put on the scoring line and you can feel fine about it. So that's that's nice to, that's nice to have this season. Um, yeah, Broussard with a really nice goal in that three on one and Pinto. Um, I believe both Broussard and Pinto's goals were unassisted. Pinto's goal. Uh, we should give an emotional assist to Tyler Mott on that play. I believe it was on uh, Hawk and Paw that Mott kind of goes in, sweeps the stick, kind of knocks the puck. Obviously, or maybe not loose. If, if if he had knocked the puck loose and went straight to straight to Pinto, that would have been probably an assist. Either way, uh, Mott was a big part of that goal for Pinto. So all that to say, everyone freaking out about the uh, about the lineup, uh, myself included. Calm the hell down. We're going to send them no matter what. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm between this granted. So, so this is a job for me, obviously, and I'm not doing a great job out of the six games so far. I've missed two of them. Um, so I can't say for certain every game this has happened, but most of the games I've seen so far this season, uh, has kind of been the inverse of at least last season where the Sens looked pretty solid in the first period and then just forgot how to play hockey. Uh, we're now at the point where uh, the first period is uh, kind of a shit show. The first period, they look awful, and, and and you wonder why you like the team. Periods two and three, they're lights out. Unbelievable. That was the case against Washington. Um, I think they were probably just fine through the whole game against the Coyotes. I, I just watched the highlights. Um, and tonight against Dallas, the first period was a nightmare. And then... You know, they don't get their first shot until I believe it was 746 uh, into the first. They, they record their first shot at uh, whatever that would be, 12 minutes and 14 seconds remaining in the first period. And they finish the game leading in shots. This team rules. <laughs> um, yeah, just that, that, that first, especially the first 10 minutes. I mean, the first period as a whole wasn't great, but that first 10 minutes was a nightmare. Um, Ty Delandria looking like he's probably, I think it was, I think it was Ty. Looking like he probably scored on that wraparound. Like there's no conclusive view just because Hellberg's blocker was covering it beautifully. Um, even if that wasn't on purpose, I'm going to pretend it was because he had a great game and he deserves uh, the benefit of the doubt on everything. Also, he probably kept that puck out with his brain. The dude's a psychic now. Um, yeah, that probably that was probably in right. That Delandria wraparound, I think. Uh, I think I think it was in. I think it was probably in, but we're gonna. That's okay. Sends one by two. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Dallas fans, you can say that was a goal. That's fine. Sends still would have won. Um, and then Kiviranta scores to make it one nothing. That's. I mean, I saw in the chat earlier someone said neither the goals on Helberg were his fault. I completely agree. That's just that's just a nice goal. Running through a bunch of sense players, that's fine. Um, 
I am, by the way, I am running through what happened in the game just because I don't have a guest to bounce ideas off of. We're filling up some space. Here's the summary, folks. Uh, following that, Kasilik with the first shot for the Sens at 746 into the game. Um, so, And yet, at the end of the first period, the shots were only 12-9 to 9 for Dallas. That could have been a lot worse. So maybe me saying that the Sens were awful for the whole first period is probably not true. Um, they were just completely outplayed for the first period, I would say. And following that, completely different, completely different team. Um, then, uh, let's see here. Boo, 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 boo. Uh, I have a bunch of stuff that I had to write down before the Shabbat goal. Um, I do love the fact that Shabbat got on the scoreboard. He finally scored a goal. I still don't think he had a great game. Um, he had, you know what, you know what, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to be annoying and, and go back to this. I'm just going to go through the rest of the game. So Shabbat scores to tie it up. Shabbat, hell yeah, we love him until I talk about reasons why I think he's maybe having not so great of a start to the season. Um, Shabbat ties it up. Kachuk scores again because of course he does. I mean, what a start to the season Kachuk is having. Just driving the net, just being strong, just being a strong dude, puts it in. And then, as I mentioned earlier, that 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 Mott play to at least stop Hockenpah from continuing on up the ice. Pinto grabs it, has a great shot, scores, make it 3-1. Broussard just fires it on a three-on-one. I was terrified he was going to pass. I thought for sure he's you know he'd have the mentality of like, well, I'm I'm the 13th forward. I'm I'm coming in to my first game uh, in game six. I'm playing with Alex DeBrinkett and Claude Giroux. No. He's got no problem putting the puck in the net. I thought for sure we were going to see a three-on-one result in, in an iffy pass. I'm so glad he decided to take the shot. I'm so glad that's where his head's at. Screw it. Let's go for it. I'm going to score, and then he does. Makes it 4-1. to one. And then, of course, Wyatt Johnston. When you can't score your first career goal against the Sens, you're going to score your second. So Wyatt Johnston scores the second career goal. Um, and I think that's worth celebrating that a team finally didn't put up a first career goal against the Sens. I don't even know if anyone on the roster could have done that. So, of course, someone scores their second. So let's just talk more about the fact that the Sens... Okay, so I'm going to... I'm gonna. Okay, so <laughs> my main point earlier with Shabbat is that I still think that Jake Sanderson is far and away the best defenseman on the team right now. And I don't know if I mean that in like an overall sense, like Sanderson's better than Shabbat, like at their best. I just think that Sanderson's having a much better first six games than Shabbat has. And Shabbat finally gets on the scoreboard, and I love that. I don't think he had that solid of a game. It was fine. He had a, he had a solid game, but not, you know, like top pairing defenseman that we all know Thomas Shabbat can be and honestly is. Um, I want to see more from him. And maybe it's just because Jake Sanderson is this shiny new thing and he's little and he's young and he's just like blowing me away. And I think he's probably impressing everybody else as well. Um, let's do another do another negative that kind of turns into a positive. Uh, can someone please fucking fire Hamannick into the sun and get someone else to play on what unfortunately I guess is now the third pairing with Sanderson. Um, I would not call the Branstrom Holden pair, the third pairing um, maybe an ice time, but uh, like Hamnick buddy. So I don't have the stats in front of me, but it, it, it does feel like Hamnick has taken like a bad penalty or like something very avoidable for most, 
most of the most games. I think it's uh, what is that? And and he has ten penalty minutes in six games. I think. So if you average that, out, I don't know. He probably had a game with like two penalties or something. But you average that out, we're looking at like a bad penalty probably in five out of six games. Um, the dude had that really rough delay of game penalty. Um, what was that against Washington tonight? Just a really dumb penalty as well. Um, I think that's the one that everyone in, in, in the building was shouting, that's not a penalty. And my dad was also like, that's not a penalty, but like it probably, I mean, put your stick in the guy's skates. What are you going to do? Um, I'm officially at the point where I want to see Zaitsev in the lineup instead of Hamannick. Um, I just like penalties or not. The dude just looks lost in his own end. Um, he's not defending hard. He's not, he's not getting on the puck nearly hard enough when guys are coming in, driving the net, whatever, whether you want to play the puck, play the man, he's not doing either. I, I want to see Zaitsev for a game. I don't, uh, I mean, I don't want to see Zaitsev for a game, but I don't want to see Hamannick more. Um, and I, I think more than me wanting to see Zaitsev, I want to see Sanderson play with a solid defender um, who is not Zaitsev. I'm not saying it's Zaitsev. I'm not saying that solid defender for Sanderson to grow with his Zaitsev. Um, what I'm saying is, you know what? I'm actually here. Here's what I'm actually saying. Here's what I'm actually saying. With Zaitsev scratched. And we're just going to look at the players on the ice. We're not going to look at the players scratch. We're not going to look at the full roster. Just out of the players on the ice, I am only bummed out, really bummed out with one person. Do you know how exciting that is as a Sens fan to look at the roster and be like, I'm happy with with 20, I guess, what, one goalie, I guess. I'm going back and forth. What's my rule? The 12 forwards, 8 defensemen, and a goal, or 8 defensemen, 12 forwards, 6 defensemen, and a goalie. Out of the 19 guys playing, I am thrilled with how 18 of them are doing. That's awesome. That rules. I love that. That is so nice to have. Um, I love that. Um, There's someone in the chat saying Hamnick is a plus four. Um, Plus minus is not a good stat, and I will take that to my... I'm going to die on that hill. That plus minus is nothing. Plus minus is, are you playing with good players? And in his case, he's playing with Sanderson, which, yes. And then someone's going to say, Sanderson's actually a minus, too. I don't care. I'm, I'm putting the blinders on. Plus minus is stupid. Um, oh, let's talk about more happy things. Uh, Debrinkit, I think, had his best period as a senator today. Um, that second period, he was everywhere. I can't believe he didn't score three. That Dabrinka was everywhere. Um, that first one he had, he was just robbed by Wedgwood. Um, then uh, Mira Haskinen broke up like a really nice play that was just right. It was going right onto Dabrinka's stick. He was going to just pot that no problem. Haskinen breaks that up, and then um, then his third chance. He had a great chance going in with about seven minutes to go in the period, and he gets tripped goes to the power play and I don't remember I'm not good at my job which sends goals on the power play I don't know if that was it either way three incredible chances from Debrinket he was everywhere um that Wedgwood save on him was nuts 
nothing you can do there. That's just that's just an incredible save by Wedgwood. Also, how about the Sens uh, going for four straight wins and and the opponent still being like, you know, let's put let's put our backup in. Actually, I don't want to say anything. Who are they playing next? Because they're playing a back to back, right? Who's Ottinger playing? Let me, let me you know, I've, I got to do my due diligence here. You know, I got I can't be like they don't respect the Sens. Who are they playing tomorrow? Are they playing the Bruins tomorrow? The Bruins gave up seven goals against the Sens. They're nothing. Screw the Bruins. Uh, we should have played Ottinger, guys. Um, actually, I don't know if that's true. Wedgwood kind of had a phenomenal game outside of a couple a couple rough shots. Um, yeah, other than that, um, really happy with the t- with the uh, with the result of this game. I think everyone did a great job overall. The team is looking so good. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying not to just be like mostly positive here. I mean, well, obviously I'm not. I was, I was just bitching about how Sanderson shouldn't be the best defenseman and Hammonick and yada 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 whatever. This team is good. This team, this team is this, this is a good team. And I and I'm afraid that that Sens fans are because Sens fans are looking at the standings right, and the standings are a nightmare. Um. Just because the Sens, basically in any other division, would be doing way, way better. And as a Toronto Blue Jays fan, I know all about that feeling. About how you'd be winning every other division, but instead you're fourth in yours. That sucks. Um, that is going to be the biggest issue come playoffs. The, the the biggest issue for the Sens making the playoffs isn't themselves. It's the teams around them. Which is annoying. But it's great to know that the team you cheer for aren't keeping themselves out of the playoffs. Like it's annoying and, 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 and frustrating. I'd prefer that than being like the Sens aren't making the playoffs because they're putting up 60 points this year. Um, the whole Eastern conference is nuts. I mean, I, I like, I mean, okay. So I did my preseason predictions and everything. Um, maybe I'll keep those to myself. We'll see how things are looking halfway through the season, but it's so easy to put four teams in both the Atlantic and the Metro over the Sens. It really is. Even even six games in where the Sens are four and two, it's still it's still so so easy to put four teams from both divisions ahead of them. The East is nuts. Um, and uh, God, am I talking about playoffs six games in? I am. I'm talking. I'm talking about the playoffs. I can't help it. I want it. I really really want it. Um, and yeah, the the yeah the the Atlantic is 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 without a doubt the strongest strongest division in the league. Anyone who's listened to uh, to any of the previews that uh, that the guys did over at the SDP, just they have it's it's true, it's true. And like I mean, everyone's probably repeating it over and over again, but it's true. Tampa, Toronto, Florida, and Boston should all still be good. Tampa having a r- bit of a rough start, right? I think they were like one and three to start the season. Anyway. All four of them are going to be fine. They're going to be solid. Sens got better. Sabres got better. Red Wings got better. Habs. I think Habs are the only team that I would say are 100% out of it. But they, without a doubt, got a lot better too. Um, it's just like... It's it's bad luck. It's it's well, partly at least it's bad luck that the division that your team is in is is just crushing it and filled with phenomenal players. It makes for really exciting hockey most of the time because you're playing your own division so often. But it also like 
it takes years off your life watching this shit every night. Um, yeah, the Atlantic sucks because it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? It sucks because it doesn't suck. The Metro, I don't know. The Metro, the Metro is kind of scary too. Um, but yeah, as far as tonight goes, uh, Helberg had a great game. I'm really, really hoping that Forsberg starts the next game. We'll see. Even if he just, even if, even if they're like Forsberg needs another game off, put Helberg in. At least put Forsberg on the bench. You know, nothing against good old Kev, who they, uh, who they called up. But let's just, you know, let's not, let's, let's, let's not be relying too much on, on, on goalie number three, uh, just six games in. Um, yeah, just. That's not bad. I just know. I'm just looking now. I'm, I'm hitting about uh, probably like 23 ish minutes in, and I haven't had to go. Okay, tell me what to talk about. I'm feeling pretty good. This is this is going pretty well. Um, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with myself. I'm gonna give myself a little pat on the back. Um, anything? If if anyone has anything they want to talk about in the chat, feel free to bring it up. If you're listening to this on Spotify later on, sorry. You don't get any saying it. Next time, come to YouTube after the game and uh, experience it live. Um, yeah, great point here in the chat. There will be games that matter in March at this pace. Totally agree. Um, and even if it's just, um, you know, playing spoiler, that's always fun in March too, right? Like playoff bound team or team fighting for their playoff lives coming to Ottawa. They're in the playoffs. They'll put their their backup goalie in. The Sens will put up six on them. That's always fun. Um, oh, there's Shane in the chat. Shane, everyone, shame Shane for uh, for bailing on the stream. This fucking guy. Give him a hard time, everybody. Um, Branstrom has been so yeah, one hundred percent. Branstrom has been phenomenal this season. The dude looks so so good. I had no idea what to think going into the season about about a Branstrom Holden pair. Holden was solid enough last year. I'm, I've been impressed with him too. The Branstrom Holden pair is really solid, and you know if the Sens are making a real run at the playoffs, that's who I'd want to be the third pairing. Obviously, I want to see Sanderson with a legit top four quality guy, and if Shabbat can get it together, if Shabbat can look like Thomas Shabbat, Shabbat Zub. Sanderson, insert blank, solid top four guy. That's a really, really solid top six. That's a great, great defensive core to have. And um, maybe not Stanley Cup worthy, but, you know, competitive in the first couple rounds for sure. That's really, really solid. Um, How do you feel about DJ Smith as a coach? Any criticism? So I have a tough time really analyzing coaching just because you never know what's going on with, with the coaches because I feel like, you know, especially with such a young team like the Sens, I feel like so much of, of it, so much of what's important is is the relationship between the coach and players. Like, sure, you have a guy with good systems, a guy who's, who's going to drop the best plays and, and, and put t- players together the best way possible. Sure. But like, you got to like your coach, I think maybe more so when you're young. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is bullshit, but I do imagine, you know, like a 35 year old veteran who's going for the cup is just going to grit his teeth and, and, and maybe deal with an asshole coach a bit better than a 23 year old will. Um, so if DJ Smith is, is someone that the players respect and, and can rally behind, I got no problem with him remaining the coach. Um, is he the coach of the future? I don't know. Um, but so far, no complaints. Um, and I believe now, oh my God, what's the number at now? It was like 30 ish, uh, the first game. He's like 25 games away from coaching the second most games in Sens history, which is absolutely nuts. Brady Kachuk has 200 points now. Have the last five years happened in real life? Like they just, it's just like, you know, I'm 26 now. I feel like the last few years don't don't count. There. Anyway, DJ Smith has been around for a lot longer than anyone realizes, I think. Or maybe other people realize it and I'm just dumb and I haven't put it together yet. And I realize, holy fuck, Jacques Martin coached a lot more games than everybody else. Um, but yeah, DJ Smith is going to be just the second guy to break 300 games, probably. Or has he broke 300 games already? I forget what the number is. Anyway, he has, he, he's passing everyone but, uh, but Jacques Martin and... Uh, He's got a lot, a lot of, of, of ground to cover. He's going to catch that dude. Um, we got to go Bruins in chat. Just wait till there's a game over Bruins, buddy. That'll be fun. Um, but also, no, not go Bruins. Um, yeah, you can teach a team all the systems you want. It's all about execution. And maybe I'm just like putting myself in a position that I know nothing about. And, and, and I'm just talking out of my ass. I feel like you're more likely to get the the execution from guys who respect the person who's telling them what to do. So if 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 DJ Smith and the players have a great relationship, regardless if 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 the product of the ice is as good as it could possibly be, I would take that over someone that they hate, I guess. But I mean, that go, probably goes without saying. Um, the Avs one with Eric and Jack Johnson. That is a very good point. However, have you looked at the rest of their team? The rest of their team is, uh, it makes up for it a bit. Definitely one of the sweatiest coaches in the game. Dude is, dude is friggin' losing six pounds a night. That's how, that's, he, that's, he, he tells the guys on the team that they aren't doing enough. They aren't working hard enough if, if they haven't lost more weight than him at the end of the game. Dude's just glistening on the bench. Unbelievable. Unbelievable work by him. Um, let's see. Only thing you're still worried about is the Norris injury. Hopefully it isn't four plus months. Yeah, the Norris injury does does is definitely a reason for concern. That's uh it's not ideal. But who knows? Maybe Derek Broussard is a second liner. You never know. Um yeah, Josh Norris. I don't know. Do we have? Is there any more info on that? I know he's put on 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 IR. Um, is he still waiting on an MRI, or has that gone through? I guess it probably hasn't gone through yet, or at least we haven't gotten news about it. Um, yeah, Josh Norris is definitely a very, very I mean, obviously goes without saying. He's such an important part of the team. Um, at least two weeks. That sounds about right. Yeah. Well, let's hope it's like. 
hope it maxes out at say three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. That's that's rough though. That's really really rough. Um, the thing that's the thing too. I was saying earlier how like there's only one guy on the roster. I'm not thrilled to see every night. Um, the team's still young. They still got some really good pieces in the minors. So you know if Norris goes down for a while, I'm not I'm not super concerned. I feel like there's a couple guys that can come up and 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 fit in really well. Um, or at least have the potential to, but once say like three guys are out long term at, at that point, you know, I mean playoffs are already a, a, a stretch, but I would love to see some uh, some some I would love to see like you know game seventy eight mean something. That would be if if game seventy eight has playoff implications for the Sens, that's a win of a season right there. And 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 without Norris, that's uh, you know. Way, way less likely. Um, uh, sorry, everyone listening on Spotify. I'm just reading through the chat, just trying to find something to fill up these last uh, five or so minutes here. Um, let's see here. Uh, six six games the Sens have played. Four of the teams were in the playoffs last year. That is a really good point. And... Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good point. So they haven't had the hardest schedule. They certainly haven't had the easiest. Sure, they played the Habs and lost. or um, Sorry, not the Habs and lost. What am I talking about? The Leafs and lost. Um, so they lost to the Leafs. And they lost to um, Buffalo. But Buffalo looks legit, right? Like we can't be we, we can't be sitting here like the Sens are, 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 are having a rough go because they lost to Buffalo. Buffalo looks really good. Oh, the Atlantic sucks this year. Um Crush the Coyotes. Can't say the same thing about the Leafs. Um, yeah. Yeah, Pinto. God, we don't need we don't need to see Pinto have a similar problem to last year. If if Pinto can put up 75 games plus, like, is there is, is who's the front runner for the caller outside of Pinto at this point? Pinto is that dude is something else. Like, at the end of the year, like, that's how good the, the Sens top six is. I could see Pinto putting up, like, well, maybe not realistically. Let's say let's say Pinto puts up 45, 50 points at the end of the year. He's got to slow down eventually. Pinto puts up 45, 50 points. He, who does he bump from the top six? If Norris is healthy and, and everyone else is healthy, the forward core is nuts on this team. It's it's so solid. So even the fourth line, Kastelik, Kelly, and um, and why am I forgetting his name? Austin Watson. Watson. That that like you know like maybe they aren't going to be scoring a ton, but the energy they bring, they friggin' run around like they're. It's I love it. the 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 forward depth on this team is legit. It's it's it's. I think it's playoff quality. It's just that their division sucks, and everyone else basically has a fucking playoff quality roster. It sucks. I hate it. Um, Buffalo was just Anderson getting revenge. Yeah, Anderson, Anderson just unleashing an extra sensing he had left in his system. Um, consensus on Jacob Chikrin is he the answer for Sanderson's D partner? Mm, I don't know. I genuinely don't know because if the ask is still Brandstrom plus like 
Well, first of all, okay, so Sanderson, I remember earlier in the offseason, everyone was reporting that the big ask that the Sens were not going to do was Sanderson. Completely agree now. That looks great. Great, great move from uh, from Pierre on that one. And then they were talking about Ridley Gregg or Shane Pinto. Do not move Pinto now, guys. Do not move Pinto. So, who, so, so who's left? If the, if the deal's put around Ridley Gregg, maybe. But Gregg looks really fun. Um, for lack of a better term, the dude's kind of like dollar store Brady Kachuk. Like he, he's, he, he's like built for playoff hockey. I want to see the eventual third line of, of, of Ridley Gregg and God, that's, I, I feel bad for Shane Pinto if he's going to be on the third line, like two, three years from now. But, um, if everyone sticks around and everyone's healthy, Ridley Gregg's Ridley Gregg is just like, Obviously, I haven't seen him play in the playoffs in the NHL, right? But just his whole his whole build, just his style as a player, he's built for the playoffs. He's going to be the most annoying little shit on the planet, and I want to see him in the playoffs. Um, but again, like I was saying earlier, the forward core is so deep and so solid. Maybe you can maybe you can take a chance and 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 trade your late first round pick in in a package for Jacob Chikrin. Maybe you can. Uh, the other guy that they were talking about, I've seen a lot of people talking about, is Branstrom. I don't want to be too high on Branstrom six games in, but he looks really good, and I don't know if I want to move him. So, how about how about like a third round pick for Chikrin? Just 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 a quick little swap. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um. Man, that would be a blast. If 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 Brandstrom can just keep it together and just be as so Brandstrom Holden could be a really great pairing all season long. Um yeah, I would go for for Mayfield instead of Chikram. I think it's Scott Mayfield. Um I'm totally fine with the Sens going after like a really solid depth type defenseman, like a third pairing quality defenseman. I think they can get away with that. I think it would be an improvement as a whole over Zaitsev and Hamannick. Um attendance tonight was only 12,000. We got to get that downtown arena go get there guys. We got to let's step up on that. I'm just going to read a couple more things. We're going to wrap it up here. Um Rasmus Anderson from Calgary. I don't see why Calgary would move him unless is he a UFA after this year and he doesn't want to resign? I don't know. I think he'd be nuts to not want to resign in Calgary. Um, winter is going to suck. However, uh, the flames are probably going to be really good this year. Um, need to give credit to DJ. He got the team playing with tenacity and play like puck hounds. Hope they can play this way on the road too. That's the thing. They look great at home. They look really, really great at home. And I hope that's not because they're at home. Specifically, I mean, I'm I'm sure I think everyone agrees that playing at home, regardless of what sport it is, whatever, just athletes prefer playing at home. But you know, it would be nice if they can keep that going on the road as well. And uh, yeah, Monday in Canada, twelve thousand. You know what? That's not too bad. Once that arena's downtown, it's gonna be a sellout every night. Maybe not a sellout every night. That's I don't know. It'll be a better number anyway. It'll be a much, much better number. 
Anyway, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in live. If you tuned in live, thanks for watching on uh, the on YouTube afterwards. If you're watching it afterwards, and thanks for listening on Spotify. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or any other place that carries podcasts, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, go sends go, and uh, I really need to think of a tagline to end these. I'm pretty sure. Really, thanks for listening. Bye. I think of a tagline for you guys. I'll have one ready for Thursday. I'll be I'll be hosting the Thursday uh, game over Ottawa after they play the Minnesota Wild, which I am a little bit terrified for. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, thanks again for watching, everybody. I'll come up with a tagline for Thursday, and we'll see you next time. Bye.